Hello, hello, and welcome to the Feed You podcast. I am so grateful you're here. I'm Elisa Connor. For those of you that don't know me and that are listening for the first time, I really appreciate you tuning in, and I hope that you get the most out of this episode. I always ask for feedback, so if you love this episode or you want to hear something else, um, reach out to me on Instagram. That's a great way to connect. I am at Elisa M. Connor and uh, love to get direct messages over there. So send me a message and let me know what you're thinking and I will respond to every single one. So, and those of you that tune in every week, you know you're my favorite. I don't even need to tell you anymore, I don't think, but you are my favorite. So thank you so much for tuning in every week. I truly appreciate you too. So this week, I thought we would talk about change. As entrepreneurs, if you are at all familiar familiar with Darren Hardy, he, compares the journey of entrepreneurship to a roller coaster. And I am raising my hand high in agreement because I feel like there is never anything very constant about being an entrepreneur. In fact, I just had a conversation with a good friend a couple weeks ago talking about how we sort of, if you've left corporate specifically, you're so used to this consistency in um, your daily schedule, in your job duties, in what you need to know for your job, um, in your paycheck, anything that is consistent is something that does not necessarily exist as an entrepreneur. And I think we fool ourselves into believing that we're gonna reach some kind of consistency where we never have to keep learning and growing and changing. And that is not the reality. Like if, if you aren't good at embracing change or change terrifies you, I would, I would not recommend becoming an entrepreneur because it is, there is not a lot of consistency in it or constant um, other than change. So what, what brought this episode to my mind is I was actually at a yoga class, um, earlier this week and I have an excellent yoga teacher. I, I appreciate her so much and I learned so much from her and she made the comment about, um, the illusion of sameness, basically, you know, that things are going to remain the same. And, and her quote that she, um, quoted actually comes from, I believe it's Heraclitus, And his quote says, the only thing that is constant is change. And all you really have to do is open up, you know, a a Google browser or look outside a window or (laughs) turn on the news to know nothing stays the same, whether it is Facebook algorithms that are changing or it is um, the weather that's changing, the seasons change. There is nothing constant in our world except for change. And so if you have bought into the illusion that you can keep things the same, that things will remain the same, um, I'm here to tell you from experience that that is an illusion. There is no, um, there's no truth behind that. So what does that have to do with your entrepreneurial journey? And what does that look like? And how can you embrace change? And let me just first start out by saying I do not have this perfected. I have my Oh, cockadoody moments regularly with people that I trust. Um, and I think we all need those people on our team that are like, oh yeah, she's just having a moment. Let's let's let her go through it and work through it. And at the end, she'll come to the realization that everything's gonna be okay. But along the way, as I've been on this entrepreneurial journey now for, oh, at least 12 years, probably longer, um, specifically with this company. I mean, I, I actually started my entrepreneurial journey back in around 2000. So, oh my gosh, that's 19 years. 
uh, does that ever sneak up on you like that? Like, you're like, oh, crap, that's almost 20 years ago. <laughs> so in the year 2000, and I can keep that straight because I had my first child in 2001. And um, I was well on my way into that journey when um, I got pregnant with him. So what I have learned along the way, I I have some specific tips because I like to give you actionable tips in these episodes um, about surviving change, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. And regardless of what kind of business you have, you are going to have change in your life and you can either accept it and embrace it and, and implement some of the ideas that I have for you a little bit later in this episode, or you can fight it and resist it and you will have a not pleasant experience. Um, many of you know that I've had, um, I've had some grief issues in my life. And if you don't know, I I experienced three really big losses right in a row. And that was a really hard time in my life. And for a long time, I just resisted it. I resisted it. And I just, I did not deal with it and not dealing with that grief really just made it a horrible, long experience. And if I would have just really embraced the emotions, embraced that it was not a good time and not a good experience and that things were changing, it it might have looked a little bit different. I don't know that because I had one experience, but I do know from embracing change in other areas of my life that when I embrace it and I implement some of these strategies I'm going to get to in just a minute, that things have gone a lot more smoothly. So I'm hoping that this will help you have a smoother journey, a smoother day and a smoother um, life as an entrepreneur or even not as an entrepreneur. So let's get started on those tips. So now that we are aware, very aware that um, change is constant, I wanted to talk about a few of the emotions that come up when we have change. And these are really, these are like a daily, um, agenda. If you're an entrepreneur, you go through every single one of these every single day. And I don't know if you've seen the, the, um, meme that's out there on social media about the life of an entrepreneur, but it it says something like, um, Oh, I'm doing great. Nope. I suck. And it's like this whole up and down. And it's like, uh, it looks like a, um, a, a statistics chart. It's like, Nope, I'm doing great. Nope. I suck. Yep. I'm okay. And it, it goes up and down and up and down. And it's really funny. If I can find it, I'll stick it in the show notes, but Um, that's really what it's like. And so we go through these emotions as entrepreneurs, whether we want to admit to it or not, pretty much daily. And so those emotions, um, just, and I, I did a little bit of research on this and this comes from, um, an article, I believe it was an entrepreneur magazine, but, um, I'll, I'll stick the uh, reference in the show notes too for you, but those main, oh, actually, no, I take that back. This was from psychology today. These are emotions that you typically relate to change. Uh, number one is fear. And as an entrepreneur, you're pretty much afraid of everything. You're like, uh, I'm afraid my products are going to suck. I'm afraid I'm not going to get customers. I'm afraid that people will like me. I'm afraid people won't like me. I mean, anything you can imagine to be afraid of, that will go through your mind at least once a day. And um, I think what I've learned about that fear emotion is that just let it be. Like, it's okay to be afraid as long as you don't get stuck there. Um, so just know that it's coming. Know that you're always going to doubt yourself and that you're always going to be like, oh, I don't know, but just be okay and just breathe through it. And that's going to be um, actually one of my tips in a minute. I'm going to talk about that. Um, so another one is guilt. And I think entrepreneurs have a lot of guilt, especially if they are in a relationship and they are, um, 
or regardless, everyone has relationships. So you're going to have guilt around whether you're the main breadwinner or not. Um, you could feel guilty about not bringing in and not doing your um, fair share of the monetary piece of it. Or you could be on the opposite where you're feeling guilty that you're making more money than your spouse or your friends or your family members, or more than anybody else in your family. You may have guilt around that. And um, the other place you may feel guilt is that I have this a lot because I have three kids and they, you know, they need attention and they want attention. And I feel like I don't spend enough time with them. Like I, I started this job to spend more time with them, but it doesn't always work out that way because when you're an entrepreneur, you have, um, the responsibility to take care of all of the things that would normally be to take, be taken care of by different departments in a corporation. And so that's not always understood by the people in your life, especially if they haven't been entrepreneurs. Um, But, you know, it's okay that you feel guilty about that. Just again, don't get stuck there. And then another one is sometimes you can be angry. And I think anger is a misunderstood emotion. I think, you know, it anger is normal for human beings. And it's okay to be angry and to be frustrated and to just experience, you know, not unhappiness. Again, just don't get stuck there. And you are going to have anger. You're going to have anger, you know, if somebody, if you feel like somebody's taking your idea or you're, you, you may, a lot of times entrepreneurs, and I am definitely in this category, are angry at themselves because they feel like, oh, I should be doing more. I should be doing that. And, and they should on themselves. And I, um, that is definitely a place to not get stuck. When you get stuck there, it's definitely in the land of being comparing yourself and your journey to other people. And it's easy to be angry about that. And so just be aware of that. And again, um, these are all things for you to be aware of and to understand that they're normal, regardless of your journey, um, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. But I, I am focusing this on the entrepreneurial journey specifically. And then uh, another emotion that you're going to feel when there's change is loss. And that can be, you know, loss of motivation. It can be loss of money or monetary or clients or, and there's a million things that that you could um, feel loss over as an entrepreneur. And I think that um, loss of relationships, like I, I feel like a lot of people, and I have experienced this too, when you go on this entrepreneurial journey, you lose a lot of the relationships that you had before because people don't understand, you know, what it's like on a daily basis for you. They don't understand why you're doing this and it's, it scares them. And so, um, you'll lose a lot of relationships because they don't understand and they don't, they can't relate to where you are on your journey and what you're doing. Um, and just be aware of that. And, and I always have, um, and it's not easy to lose people, you know, as friendships or relationships or whatever, but, um, whatever the saying, I can't remember the exact saying, but there's a reason, a season and a lifetime for relationships. And just being aware that, you know, not everybody's going to stay in your life forever. Um, and just be aware of, of what that loss really represents and don't get stuck there again. Don't get stuck there. Um, so we have two more emotions. The one is regret. Of course, there's always regrets. And I um, think about this a lot with my business is that I have very high standards of where I think I should be and what things should look like. And I, I probably have a giant case of perfectionism, which I'm going to attribute partly to my mother because she is a perfectionist to a T. Um, and I've tried to break that habit and it, it's it's getting a little easier, but I think that, you know, that can stem 
um, in the emotion of regret is that you feel like, oh, I should be further along in my business or I should have done this idea first or I, I did this instead of that. And you, you have regrets about, you know, not only where where you've gone on your journey, what you've accomplished, but also um, like one of the big regrets I usually come up with is uh, I, I regret not spending more time with my kids. I have been told on many occasions that I'm a really good mom and I and I pride myself on that, on, on really um, being involved in my kids' life and as much as they let me now, I mean, they're teenagers, but I've done that all along. Like I, I've looked at being a mom as a really important job because I'm raising the next generation. Does that mean I'm perfect at it? Oh, definitely not. Ask my kids, they'll tell you. Hot mess mom, but... Um, but I think, you know, one of my biggest regrets as a mom is that, you know, oh, you always think, oh, I wish I would have not been so cranky when they were this age, or I wish I would have been more patient, um, when, you know, they asked me this or, and I think a lot of that regret comes from, it's just natural as a parent, um, to look back and go, oh, I should have. But in reality, you really look at it, you, the best way to look at it and the way I try to look at it is you did the best you can, could in that moment. Um, at, my kids are literally three years apart, like two weeks difference. But I had three kids under three at one time because I have twins. And um, there were some times that were really hard, emotionally, mentally, physically. And so I, you know, definitely was not a perfect mom and definitely didn't do everything right, air quote, right as a mom. But I still have regrets around that. And so when I have those regrets, I try to make a change in in the present. Um, and, you know, my kids are very well adjusted. They're really, I am really lucky. I have really, really great kids. And um, they, and I've had other people tell me I have really great kids. So apparently something went right, even with all these regrets. So whatever those regrets are, be aware of them, but I, you know, don't let them drag you down. Don't let them uh, get you stuck where you are because you're regretting. And there's always a chance. There's always a new sunrise. There's always a new tomorrow. And if you have that perspective of, you know, it may not have gone perfect yesterday, yesterday, like if you're launching a new product or you went to, you did a speaking engagement or you went to a networking event and, um, you're just really kind of beating yourself up about you, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Just look at it as, you know, you have another opportunity because you woke up today and you're breathing. So, um, and then the last one is sadness. Of course, there's sadness when there's change because you want the familiar. You want things to remain the way they were. And this goes, you know, really hand in hand with grief. It's really hard to let go and and not be sad when you, when you've lost somebody in your life. And so, and there can be grief in your business. Like you have to let go of say an employee or you have to let go of a, a component of your business because it's not working. Or you have to let go of a, a component of your business because you don't have time to do that piece anymore and you really love it. Um, so there can definitely be sadness associated. So I just wanted to make you aware that the emotions around change are very complex. I mean, you you see the whole rainbow from happy to depressed. And um, being an entrepreneur, like I said, we go through a lot of those emotions on a daily or hourly basis. So be aware of those emotions. So let's get on to, instead of talking about all these emotions, um, let's get on to some things that we can actually do to take action uh, as we're aware. I mean, number one is to be aware of what's going on and the emotions going on when we're going through change and we have changes. And um, just embrace that with our mindset is that, you know, 
change is going to happen. We have to be aware of it. It's there's nothing constant and just making yourself aware of that and reminding yourself of that. Um, If you looked at my computer monitor right now, you would see I have like all these post-it notes all over it because they're little reminders for me to get through the day. And um, one of them actually comes from somebody that's pretty new to my life. I I started following him um, and his podcast and and I hope to meet him one day, but his name's Jim Fortin. And uh, one of his sayings that he says all the time is, you are the thinker of your thoughts, so change the thought. And I have that on my computer. And and the same goes here is like, you know, you can be going through change and you can look at it as a very negative experience or you can change the thought and make it a positive experience. And it's really that simple is because when you become aware of your thoughts and you you determine that that thought doesn't serve you or fit your life and you change it, your life will will change with the thought. Um, And there is not only scientific research done that um, shows your subconscious controls 95% of your experience and your outward life, but um, there's also, you know, a lot of thought leadership and spirituality that go along with that. So whatever that looks like for you, just be aware that your subconscious is much more powerful than even you may be aware of. And you do have the power to change that subconscious if you continue to program it in a different way as your conscious. So um, anyway, not to get too long down that. So my second tip for you is to use the power of breath in the moment. And I don't, we don't, uh, as human beings, we take for granted breathing. I mean, very few instances do we have the um, awareness that this breath going in and out of our body and in and out of our lungs is something that just takes care of itself, just like your heart beating. You aren't aware of it. However, when you become aware of your breath and that, and you really focus on the in and the out, and this comes through meditation, it comes through yoga, it comes through, um, you know, moving and exercising your body, you become much more aware if you're on a run and you're gasping for breath or you're having to monitor your breath versus sitting down and having a cup of coffee. So when you become aware of that breath, you, it has power in it and you can actually send the power of breath into different parts of your body. So if you're having anxiety and your heart is beating really hard and you stop and close your eyes and focus on your breathing, you can calm your heart rate. Um, You can alleviate pain in your body, things like that. So your breath is very powerful and breath awareness is also very powerful. So when you feel anxious and you're feeling like, oh, frustration or any of the emotions that we just talked about, if you just stop and close your eyes and take, you know, count off 20 breaths in and out, you're going to feel that difference in your body and it's going to change your mindset. Oftentimes what I'll do is if if I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling like overwhelmed, I will just give myself the permission to not only stop and breathe, but to actually walk away and go for a walk outside in nature and be aware of my breath as I'm walking and being aware of the breath in nature, because we aren't aware of that either. Like everything in nature also breathes, whether it's a tree, um, a tree has to breathe some way. And so otherwise it wouldn't be alive. Um, Flowers, all of that sort of stuff. And just being aware of that, it will take you outside of your 
stress and your worry and your fear and all those emotions that go with change and enable you to know that you're just one component. This is just one moment in this journey and you're one component of a much bigger picture. And sometimes just just being aware of that um, will shift things for you. So that is what I recommend, breathing. It's always a good thing, not only to keep you alive, but to um, help you focus on what what your real mission and purpose and goal is and get you back on track for that. And that leads me to number three, which is be really clear on your goals. Um, if your goal is to make, you know, your goal is just to make a million dollars, like that's it, and you don't have an, an underlying component of why you wanna do that, you most likely won't ever reach your goal. Like you have to have a bigger purpose than that, than the money. Um, And I'm not saying you can't, you know, certainly have a goal of making a million dollars, but why? Like, why do you want to make a million dollars? What's the purpose behind that? Because if it's just to make that money, there's not enough um, guts in it for you to uh, reach the goal. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right phrase, but you you need to have more... um, spirit, soul, whatever, whatever you want to call it, attached to the goal. Um, Because otherwise, you'll just give up, you won't you won't keep striving and reaching and um, getting to, you know, where you want to be. And so, um, you know, good goals, I, I always recommend write them down and leave room for modification, uh, leave room for things to change because your goals, you might set a goal in January and by the time you get to September, you're like, no, I don't really wanna do that goal anymore. And that's okay. Like being okay with changing your goal because you may have found, um, you know, in January you were in one, I have found this over and over again, um, one, one point of your business and as you're moving along, you're like, you know, that isn't really feeding me. It's not really in alignment with what my, what my, um, superpowers are or your skill set or whatever or you're modifying your skill set or you know for example if you're in social media that changes on a daily basis so what your goal was in january may not be the same as it is in june and so being aware of what that goal is regardless um, and giving yourself the grace to be able to openly change it but always having that goal on the horizon is going to keep you motivated keep you on path and keep you um, striving for more change. Actually, you're going to you're going to you're always going to be striving for change because your goals will change, everything will change. Um, So when when you're going through change, and you're going through the ups and downs of every day, just be aware that you know, sometimes those changes are needed to get you where you're going and to help you serve your purpose in the world. Because that that really is the ultimate goal is, we're all here for a reason. We're all here to help others. And um, sometimes that path to get that accomplished is messy and it goes up and down and it goes um, right and it goes left and it goes sideways and we just have to be aware that um, no matter which way it goes if it zigzags or goes in a spiral or whatever it looks like that the end goal is the same is to serve people in our unique way with our unique gifts so that is number three number four 
my tip is to embrace change with excitement. Um, and this goes hand in hand with another one that I have on here. So I'm just going to combine the two, but um, be excited about what's coming. In fact, look at it from a childlike perspective. As adults, we always feel like, oh, we have to put on our prim and proper grown-up pants and bow tie or whatever and um, act like grown-ups. But as children, we don't have those guidelines. We don't have those restrictions, um, even if they're just self-imposed restrictions. And so give yourself permission to play and try new things and experiment and see, you know, does this work? Does that not work? Or does that not work? Or does this work? Or whatever that looks like. And just give yourself the opportunity to play with things. Like we take life so seriously. And if we look at things as more of a playground and a place to experiment, it becomes so much more fun. And it is really easy to get stuck in responsibility and get weighted down by, you know, the what we should do or what we should have or what we should have accomplished. And it breaks our creativity cycle and it breaks our um, childlike view of how the world works. So when you're an entrepreneur, it is critical for you to give yourself the opportunity to make changes, make shifts, pivot from where you are, and um, try new things, create new things. It's okay. Don't get stuck in creation mode because if you do, um, then people will get lost in <laughs> what what it is you actually do. And so it's okay though, like to look in one specific area and just play. So for, let me give you an example. Um, one of the areas I'm really focusing on right now in my business is the sales funnel. And I, I found that there's so many entrepreneurs out there that spend all of this money you know, working with people, but they really don't have a, a way to make money in their business. They don't have a way, especially online. And so they invest in social media and they invest in ads and they invest in this, but then they don't have a clear path for their prospective customers or their current customers to purchase from them. And so trying things out in that arena is critical. Like you have to do A-B testing of your email um, headlines. You have to do testing of what an opt-in form looks like, what will work, what won't work. Um, so you get the idea. I mean, there's a lot of change and there's a lot of change and shifting that has to happen um, as an entrepreneur, but you also have to be willing to make those, um, the time to, to test and, and try out new things and know that not everything's going to work the first time around. And um, the best, especially marketing and branding and all the, all the arena that I'm in, the best um, method of success is to put it out there, you know, see what works, make, make some minor changes, put it out there again, make some changes, put it out there again, and just consistently get it out in front of people. So um, that, that is recommendation number four. Um, number five is to always be learning and um, being aware of change. You know that if you're an entrepreneur, you have to consistently stay on top of what's working to market your business, um, what your clients are asking for, what um, differentiates you from your competition. Like there's all these things you have to be aware of and learn about. And specifically, you know, industry-based, whether you're in a online marketing business or, um, 
you're an engineer. I mean, specifications change, um, requirements change, government regulations change. All of there's always something that's changing, and so staying aware and being educated and being in the know of what's going on in your industry and in your business will not only keep you up to speed, but um, most people won't take the time to do that. Most people will not take the time to be updated and knowledgeable and aware of everything that's going on or, you know, their specific area of expertise. And so they fall behind the competition or they just eventually give up. And so leaving yourself open to education and experience and knowledge and seeking that out will always put you one step above what your competitors are doing and what the other people in your industry are doing and then you then you become a thought leader then you become an authority um, and then people seek you out and so as an entrepreneur it is it's not only critical it's required it's required for you to stay ahead and nearly every successful entrepreneur that i know is constantly reading listening to podcasts, attending seminars, doing self-development, because as much learning outside education as far as industry learning is important, self-development is probably even more important because you cannot be a successful entrepreneur without doing self-development. You cannot, because there is so much involved in becoming an entrepreneur and um there's so much, so many of these emotions and the stuff that we're talking about and change that uh, it just happens. Like your personal development is directly tied to your business development. And so that's just part of the journey. And people don't tell you that, which is sort of ironic. I mean, I guess once you're in the arena, they do. But as you're out in corporate and you're like, I want to become an entrepreneur, they don't tell you how hard you have to work on yourself in order to succeed. Like you can put out a million things, but if you haven't done any work inside, it's not gonna work. Um, And that leads me to my final point, which is our subconscious, I just referenced this a few minutes ago, controls 95% of our exterior, which means that all of our internal beliefs and all the things that we tell ourselves and our self um, chatter and all the, all the things going on that we aren't aware of that are kind of background noise are really what's controlling the show. And so if we aren't doing self-development and we aren't doing meditation practices or um, becoming aware of our breath or doing self-care to um, better ourselves, we're not going to see any changes or anything shift in our business either. Um, I've seen it again and again and again. And the people that succeed and the people that move forward and the people that um, have good reputations and operate in integrity have some sort of self-care basis. They, they have a basis where they either regularly take care of themselves through development and um, learning and education and all those things, but also um, do that for their teams and do that for the people that they serve. So that would be my final take is that you need to one, reprogram any negative thoughts that you have around um, success or money or um, self-worth or any of that and just start to reprogram that. And the best way to do that is to keep learning about that piece of your journey and taking the steps, taking the action. I mean, you can't just learn it and not do anything with it. You actually have to take the action and implement it to see things change. 
So I hope this episode has been helpful for you. And uh, if nothing else to let you know, as an entrepreneur, you're not alone on the roller coaster of emotions and the roller coaster of trying to find success in your business. Um, But that has been my journey and it is an ongoing journey. It will probably never be done unless I give up my business or die or both. (laughs) Um, But that is really you know, embracing that change is constant, that change will be a part of your existence and that there is no consistency and being okay with that, being okay with, you know, you're not going to always have consistent income. You will have income here and even there. And I look at some of the people that I admire that have really reached highly successful um, levels, but it's always easier to look at it from the outside in. Um, like we're looking at it from, you know, they have a billion dollar business, but we don't see all of the other components of like, they have people that drop off, they have to consistently promote, they still have to do all of the things that we do. It's just on a larger scale. And at that point, they also have team members that maybe work for them. So now they're responsible for their salary. So they've got to make sure that they make enough money to pay their people on their team. They've got to have enough money to support their current customers. They've got to, you know, they have software costs, they have Um, hardware costs, they have all the things that we have scaled up on a higher level. So if that isn't an awareness for you, when you're looking at those people that you admire that have those really expensive businesses, nothing in, in the arena of change has changed for them other than they probably have larger changes and growth and shifts than we even have because they're working at a larger scale. So as an entrepreneur, my best advice to you is to take what we started this episode with, that quote from Her- Heraclitus. I think it's Heraclitus. I don't know. Um, the only thing that is constant is change. And just be aware, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, that the only thing in your life that is ever going to remain the same is change. Until next week, next week, what are we talking about? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, By the time this airs, I will have gone through my story branding certification. I will be certified as a guide. And I am going to talk about the power of story in your marketing, in your business, and in everything you do. So tune in next week to learn a little bit about about story and why it's important. And I'm going to have a whole series on that. We're going to talk about story branding specifically. And I am really excited about this. I actually started this process about nine months ago um, and am now moving through the certification program. So I'm really excited to share it with you. There's going to be some really great insights and key points in there. And if you have comments, again, um, or suggestions or recommendations for episodes, reach out to me on Instagram. You can send me a direct message at Elisa M. Connor. And if you've liked the show, I would love for you to share it with a friend or uh, leave me a review on iTunes or Google Play. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you all next week. In the meantime, have a great week. This episode is being brought to you by my new free training how to create an irresistible opt-in that people actually want. You know you need an opt-in. Everyone's told you you need an opt-in. On your website, what they haven't told you is what to create, how to create it, and for the love of Pete, how to connect it to both your email service provider and your website. That's why I've created this free training to give you the inside scoop about how to do all of those things. You don't want to miss this free training, so take this time right now to go sign up at elisaconnor.com forward slash simple because I am going to help you create the simplest process that you can repeat again and again 
every time you need to create a new opt-in and a new download that attracts those people, grows your lists, and grows your business. Again, join me for the free training at alisaconnor.com forward slash simple. See you inside.